To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by poppycrock.com. All your fake news in bite-sized portions. Go to poppycrock.com for more information or misinformation. That's poppycrock.com. Hey, everyone. Here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. You're out of touch. You're forgetting the laws of the jungle looking down on me. Now when the silverback's got more silver than back, you best move on before he gets moved on. It's not dignified. It's beneath you, Michael. I'm trying to do you a favor. This is a big fucking number. And this? Oh, this is a big fucking gun. Recorded at the Spare Parts Studio. Happy May to everybody. It's gonna be May. Uh, 
Boy, that was a terrible idea. Three, two, one. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com. Not streaming, still live from the Spare Parts Studios. We are pre-recorded, and I'm starting to get used to it. All my fuck-ups, well, there's not as many, but there's still plenty. You can find me on Instagram at Positive underscore Sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. You can find me on the TikToks with the TikTards, and you can also find me on YouTube, Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. And you can find me on Discord at Positive Sarcasm. I hung out with the boys from Jetpack Comics and uh, Michael Wingate CV, former guest, previous guest, future guest of the podcast. Um, he had a. It was the first time ever using Discord. I had no idea how it works. I had no idea what it was for, and yet I still managed to finagle all the gear because normally all my. My, my podcast stuff, my mixer, my microphones, it's all set up for the podcast. And yet, for the very first time actually testing out Discord, I was able to combine my webcam and my mixer and my microphones and my headphones and the end and all of it connected to Discord without really any issues whatsoever. I was able to figure out the noise suppression thing. That was kind of stupid. It was an echo cancellation, but all it was doing was canceling out my fucking voice which is probably a good idea. I'm pretty sure CV probably muted me a few times on the Discord, uh, kind of ran, ran away with it a few times. But I thank him and everybody else who uh, invited me onto the Jetpack comic, uh, free comic book day uh, stream. There was like six or seven of us at a time almost a few times there. From 12 p.m. to 4 o'clock, uh, my slot was between 1 and 2. I stayed on from 1 o'clock till about 3.15. So I definitely, I definitely ran the light. <laughs> I tell you, it's rough. Um, so I hung out for a little bit, met a few people, met a few faces, and it was a good time. And we discussed just nerd, nerddom, 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 dorkdom, geekdom, geekstress, uh, geekerdom. We discussed all of the ways and how it's true to show your, show us your nerds. Um, everybody's a dork at heart. Everybody's a nerd at heart. Everybody has, every guy at least, I don't know you, you broads who dress up like cosplay, but as far as guys, we, we're all geeks or do, well, dorks at heart. We all have this one little thing that it's, it's, it's kind of our own, whether it's flying drones or playing Dungeons and Dragons, which isn't my thing, but or playing Magic the Gathering or playing video games. We all have that little thing that we're into that maybe somebody of the opposite sex really isn't into. But we just do it kind of kind of occupies this little bulging tumor in our brain that as long as we feed that beast, it doesn't get bigger and kill us. So it's important that every guy out there have some type of geekdom. And I don't think playing I don't think watching sports really does it. Watching sports or playing sports is is basically just that's exercise for us dudes, a way to kind of flex our nuts. But as far as the dorkdom inside of us, it's that one little geeky thing that we kind of do that doesn't really make any sense to maybe a lot of people, but it's all different to all of us men. And we have to exercise. What was the words I was trying to get across in the Discord was, was it a drunk man's words or a sober man's thoughts? Well, uh, our, our nerd play is in all of us. Every guy has it, and it's their duty to explore it and make the hobby the best they can to kind of relieve themselves of that little thing. Because those concepts, those little dorky things that we do, usually uh, either turn into something big or they make the other things we do better. So I think it's important um, on this Sunday Leftovers, praise Jesus, that we you know, kind of embrace the dork in all of us 
Uh, and if you're a girl, get some dork in you. I'm saying. But the idea that uh, if you have a dork, there's a dork in you. And there's it, embrace that little fucking nerd because um, that's where a lot of your creativity comes from. It's not necessarily the weaker part in you. The weasel. The weasel. The weasel. Ladies and gentlemen, weasel. The reason it may be the weaker part in you is because you don't exercise the dork in you enough. And that's why creatives are are sometimes seen as weaker. That's why countries like Russia, it's like, you know, kill all the gays. But as far as um, us, we kind of embrace creative people. And uh, it kind of, it, it, it helps. I mean, the, the nerds, if you're a nerd in America, you have a chance. You have a chance to do something great. I mean, shit, you can be the next Amazon. But it's important that you embrace, we embrace nerds here. It's part of our culture. It's super important. And by doing so, you make that much stronger. You make yourself much stronger. You get bring some real value to yourself. So I'm just kind of, you know, to tie it all together, if you're if there's a dork inside you screaming to get out, let that per, let that freaking dork out. Let them play. Whether it's flying drones or, or playing on computers or video games or board games or video, just whatever it is, let them out. It's important. It is. It's a part of the brain that needs to be exercised. Whether it's technical or fantasy, it's got to be exercised. Just like the dog. Dog's got to go for a walk. Dork's got to play. So, um, But I want to thank everybody over at Jetpack Comics and everybody who just oh, let me be on the Discord just to at least be there. I have to admit I had the best setup. I mean, no doubt about it. I had the coolest setup. Uh, I didn't have the coolest microphone, but I did have the coolest microphone cover. Boop, boop, boop. Got a red one. Um... But, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was cool to learn a new program. I knew my nephew was talking about it for long. Discord, Discord, dis- Discord, cool, cool, Discord, Discord. And it was it was great. I It's actually it's pretty simple to use. Uh, it's easy to set up your microphone and easy to set up your, your camera and the noise suppression and all other stuff. And there's some apps or what do you call it? There's some uh, XL. There's some extra plugins that you can use. The big problem I did have with it, though, mirroring. And it wasn't allowing me to flip my camera unless you use, like, I don't know. There was an issue with OBS. Like, I think you can use OBS stream through Discord, but I don't think I'd want to do that. I just wanted to go right through Discord. But it wouldn't let me flip the camera. So my PS was backwards like it used to be on the Facebook live stream, which was fucking bullshit, yo. Um, so if... Discord would be a deer and fix that because I'm using actual webcam. So there's no reason why my shit should be flipped. That's kind of, that's dumb. That should be an easy, that should have been an easy fix by now. I don't know why they haven't addressed that. Um, they should go ahead and take care of that because it just makes no sense. But either way, besides that little fi- e- issue, which could easily or will easily be fixed. Otherwise, why? Uh, great program and uh, great features. And I had a lot of fun uh, on there. So there's that. Right off the bat, bat. Speaking of bats, it's May. Uh, speaking of bats, and uh, some co- countries, some countries, yeah, some countries, some states, some counties are starting to open back up. Whether their uh, political officials are for it or against it, some areas are starting to open back up, and not a moment too soon. I talked about it, maybe out of a moment of frustration about. Maybe about three, two or three weeks ago, about how we kind of by May people are gonna be clawing to get outside, and holy shit, it's freaking May third. It's beautiful outside. Uh, my car is waxed and looking tight. 
And um, yeah, not a moment too soon. Our, I mean, our governor at least said we're going to start casual, gra- casually. We're just going to casually. Hi, hey, you can see anybody. Gradually opening things up, and uh, little by little, you know, about six to you know about thirty percent capacity, maybe in like restaurants and stuff like that. Start starting to let some hair salons uh, open up. And uh, starting to get open up dine in again, but stretching out the dinner tables so that people aren't too, you know, still some social distancing. Uh, I ran into a, a a person that I knew from a wedding party, and they were talking about, "Oh, this is the new normal." And I was like, "That's like, I I I gotta wait for these new phrases to come out. The new normal, I don't I don't like that. I don't I don't like it. This is the new normal. This is not the new normal. It isn't. If September eleventh, and um." Let's see, if September 11th and fucking Chernobyl didn't teach us anything, then this won't either. This isn't the new normal. This isn't going to how it works. It's going to be a fad for about three or four months, and then it's going to stop. Okay, there will also be, there will be some things that will uh, echo from this for a very long time, okay, such as unemployment, financial stocks, um, some social distancing. But when push comes to shove, security will lapse and people will want their freedoms and their hugs back. So in time, over the past next few months, uh, my state will start to open up gradually and things will kind of go back to a way of what I remember it. Mm. Got some taurine taurine drink today. Kind of get me going. (sighs) Got a new coffee cup too. It's kind of nice. It's cute. It says mocha on one side. It says latte on the other. I think I'd tell you that, even though it probably really doesn't even matter. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that video from, um, hello, gentlemen. The clip I played at the beginning of the podcast was from 2019's The Gentleman, starring, ladies and gentlemen, The Beatles. Um, the Gentleman, 2019. Uh, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Wrote it, screenplayed it, produced it, directed it. An American expat tries to sell off his highly profitable marijuana empire in London, triggering plots, schemes, bribery, and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain out from under him. I This is a like a textbook Guy Ritchie movie. Only, I have to admit, from the Guy Ritchie movies I've seen or been, or been told about, this is probably some of his tidiest work. His tidiest work, his most properly acted, and definitely most enjoyable. I mean, the, the, first of all, the team he picked to star in this movie is an excellent cast. First of all, Michael uh, Matthew McConaughey as Michael Pearson as the lead in all of this was obviously you pick Matthew, you're gonna get you pick Matthew McConaughey, you're gonna get some see, you're gonna get some decent acting. Don't leave me, Murph, Murph. And then Charlie Hunman from Sons of Anarchy and Pacific Rim. Uh, he plays Ray. He's the right hand man to Matthew McConaughey's character. He was excellent in the movie. He's a huge part in it. Michelle Dockery plays Rosalind Pearson, the wife. Jeremy Strong is in it. Who the fuck is Jeremy Strong? Matthew? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, Jeremy Strong's in it. Lynn Renee. Uh, Colin Farrell is as coach. Colin Farrell's part is great. You'll love it. Um, and then there's a few other characters, some backing characters. And then, of course, Hugh Grant as Fletcher uh, plays an excellent part in this movie as well. And then everybody else is just sort of cast along as well. The other characters, meh, not really of note. The ones I named off were probably some of the best characters. Michelle Dockery has uh she's in and out of the of the video of the movie, but she's excellent in it as well. So the gentleman is a heist movie. It's basically it turns into a heist movie, kind of. Actually, it's not really a heist movie. It's more of a 
an attempt to blackmail and offset the sale of a highly profitable marijuana business. And just a few more parties then want to get involved and shit goes crazy. Excellent movie, though. Uh, highly recommended. Four out of five stars. It's not predictable. It's got great dialogue. There's a little bit of action here and there. It's funny, but it's tidy. It's properly put together. The dialogue's excellent. Everybody puts... It's. I mean, it follows along very, very well. And fashionable. Definitely fashionable. Everybody's all properly dressed. So, excellent flick. Four out of five stars. Just came out. Um... Boyfriend and girlfriend can totally watch this shit. I would, I would totally, yeah, definitely. This is definitely a couple's movie. Uh, muse, the, however, this is the thing about uh, Guy Ritchie movies. He tend, has a tendency to play very authentic with the British lingo. So if you have an issue with trying to understand uh, Cockney or hard British accents, I highly recommend you put the subtitles on um, because or the closed caption because you might have a tough time every now and then with the uh, accents and the link, the slang that goes along with it, especially when Colin Farrell's, uh, he's a coach and his players are with him. They definitely throw on the slang a little heavy. So when their gravy gets thick, you may want to consider using the closed caption. But if you can get through that, excellent flick overall, highly recommended, maybe underlooked or overlooked. Overlooked? Underlooked? Uh, underrated. Excellent flick. Go and check that out. All right, we're 15 minutes to get after it. Oh, I wanted to mention a couple weeks ago on the podcast that if you guys have never heard of the movie Cannonball Run, Cannonball Run is a movie about a a race from the the, the depths of, of downtown Manhattan to the ocean of California. So it's the ocean of California. So it's Venice, California, or I think it's Mon, Mon, Monterey Beach or something like that. So the the objective is to get from New York City to California the, in the the fastest time possible. And the movie's based on that. And how do you get there? Well, by breaking the speed limit, fuckface, and also by having a lot of fuel. So what uh, what the the new strategy is? New strategy. You read the new strategy is to get to California as quickly as possible without raping all the women and getting in trouble with the wife and running outrunning the police as you make it to California. And so the idea is what the the new strategy is is or at least the current strategy is. So you take a high performance car that's a little um well let's say kind of generic looking like for example you wouldn't use like a corvette because there's no trunk to put the extra gas tank in the corvette you need something with a large enough trunk to put an extended gas tank so that you never have almost never have to gas up and now the original the car that broke the record just last year was a mercedes it was like a c it was like a mercedes c-class two-door and it was fucking flying 28 hours and 50 minutes so, for example, 28 hours, 50 minutes. Does that mean anything to you? Not really. Okay. Well, here's a good example. Let's just take, for example, mm. I got my I got my Saab back one night on a Friday night with a new tra- with a new transmission in it. At seven o'clock at night, I departed. I departed. Oh, departed. I departed Manchester, New Hampshire, at seven seven ish at night. Uh by 5.30 the next morning, 
I was in Roanoke, Virginia. That's 730, between 700 and 730 miles. That takes about 10 and a half hours. So to get 700 miles is about a 10-hour drive. I must, now, I got there at 7.30, so 7 a.m. to, so let's say 7 a.m. to 5. So 7 to 3, oh my God, I'm going to do math on the podcast. Congratulations. So 7 a.m. to 5.30 is, that's actually a little bit longer. That's 10, well, that's a, this says 10 hours and 50 minutes, so that's about 11 hours. So I'd say, yeah, right on point. So 7 a.m. to 5.30, 7 to 10, 7 to 8, 8 to 9, 9 to 10. 7 to 8, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 3, 3 to 4, 4 to 5. So that's about 10 hours. Um, at about an average, well, first of all, I had to stop several times. I had to wake up because I was exhausted. I was driving all through the night to get there at an average of about 10, 10 and a half hours. So I wasn't breaking any records. But that's the average it takes, about 10 to 11 hours to get to Roanoke, Virginia, deep in Virginia, uh, from Manchester, New Hampshire. Now, to get to, from Manchester, New Hampshire, that's 730 miles. To get from Manchester, New Hampshire, to Venice, California, basically, the Cannonball Run to Venice, California, would take... It's 3,000 miles. That's 45 hours. You minus four hours for New York. So from here to there, from here to New York City, it takes four hours. So now we're down to 41 hours. At an average of between 65 and 75 miles per hour. Now, 40, so now let's just cut it down to say 80. And you get to New York from, okay, 80. So 80 miles per hour, say 40 hours. So 40 hours from New York City to Venice. So almost two days if you just drive. If you just drive. These guys did it. Now, also, here's another thing. If you're going to fly, here's some flights from Manhattan to Venice. So, yeah, all airports. United Airlines, 8 hours and 20 minutes. Alaskan Airlines, 6 hours and 30 minutes. Delta, 9 hours and 20 minutes. Connecting to 250 to 360 bucks. So an average of about 6 to seven hour, six to 8 hours if you were to take a flight. These fucking guys did it in the new ones. Because of COVID-19, not a lot of people on the roads... Cops are doing other things. So the roads are clear. So instead, this time, while this is going on, a new attempt was made. And they broke the 28-hour and 50-minute one with 26 hours and 38 minutes. This is from Road and Track. Cannibal Paris criticizing... They're criticizing the run because they're taking advantage of the fact that there is a pandemic uh, right now at its peak. However, hey, you play the hands that you you play with the hands that are dealt to you, and quite frankly, I'm looking for new different news articles other than oh my god, coronavirus. Mm. So, here's the re- here's the situation. Situation. Only a few months. This is by Road and Track, by the way. Shout out to Road and Track magazine. Only a few months have passed since we reported that New York to Los Angeles cannonball record was broken. 
it has allegedly been broken again. The 26 hour, and I'll talk about the cars too. The 26 hour, 38 minute time, which beats the record set in November by more than 45 minutes. Wow, 45 minutes. Okay, it was okay. It appears to be legit, according to Ed Bolian, a Cannonball Insider and driver who set his own 28 hour and 50 minute record back in 2013. That was the one done with the Mercedes. Nice two door Mercedes with an extra tank in the back. Alex Roy, who was the first modern NYC to LA record in 2006, also said the new claim is credible based on his analysis of multiple sources. It was not me, Bolian was quick to point out to Road and Track, eager to quell the internet generated rumor that perhaps he had been the one to pull it off. All we know about this new set of scoff laws is that there were three, maybe four of them. So you have one guy driving. They all obviously can alternate driving if one's got to get sleep. You got people monitoring uh, police dispatch and things like that. So you have, you need to have a team to pull this off because if you get caught, generally these guys are going in excess of 100 miles per hour on average. Sometimes like around between 90, between 97, I think was the average for the guys who did it in the Merc. But let me get back to the article. All we know about the new twenty. Okay, these guys were driving a 2019 Audi A8 sedan with a pair of red plastic marine fuel tanks ratchet strapped into the trunk. So two extra tanks, fuel tanks, in the trunk. Uh, 2019 Audi 8 white one. So a pretty generic uh, looking Audi, but an Audi A8 has got a lot of power. It already has a large enough gas tank, and it's got plenty of room. But it is it was an animal, no doubt about it. If you want to hammer down on that car, it will give you the goods. And let's see. They started at the Red Ball Garage, as you expected to, the Red Ball Garage in New York City at 11.15 p.m. on April 4th. So they started at night and ended less than 27 hours later at the Portofino Hotel and Marina at Redondo Beach, California, uh, which isn't far from Venice. The traditional start and end points of Cannibal Attempt. Uh, the timing was awful. doesn't seem like the new record holders for Keenan News reached public so soon. Time understandably on edge, but an exuberant friend posted a picture of the Audi on Facebook this week, situated among a number of other high-dollar cars. What are the high-dollar cars? It looks like there is a, a couple Ferraris, maybe a Porsche. Okay. Uh, let's see. When the trunk was opened to show the auxiliary fuel tanks, along with the team's alleged time. Within a day, hundreds of people had shared the posts. Social media chatter groups were buzzed with cannonball aficionados offering up opinions on the matter. The Facebook post has since been removed. It's reproduced here via screen grab. Mark Rev was the screen grab. Word on the street, there's a new cannonball record yesterday at 2638. Damn, that's fast. 26, just over 24 hours later, you're on the other side of the country. That's pretty ridiculous. Do I think it's the best quote? Do I think it's the best time, best use of time while the country is staying in during a pandemic? Bullion asked in an interview with RT. R&T, quote, probably not, but for me to say that it's awful is like a cocaine dealer saying a heroin dealer is awful. I don't really care. I think it's cool. As the world reels over the effects of the global coronavirus pandemic, mimi, 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 many people around the world are sick, out of work, and generally anxious over an uncertain post-pandemic future. Stay-at-home orders are... And the economy is... Okay, it's just... Okay, I know about the fucking coronavirus. Get to the point. It did not escape many longtime cannonballers that an immobilized workforce in hard times might create ideal road conditions for fast driving thanks to much lower traffic volumes. Musing and online chat groups ensued. But most decided that it was better to cast their lot with the rest of humanity and stay home. Most, but not all. Uh, let's see. A handful of people who had driven the C2C Express into 2904 Cannonball runoff shoots from recent years 
that featured menagerie of low-buck, mostly vintage beaters, had planned to run a no-holds-barred cannonball on April 4th, along with some others who also had the transcontinental record bug. Among that group, self-selected for reasons of safety to, and to avoid publicity, it would have been open to any car with no limit on budget. Because this is not a cheap venture either. You're going to go with a couple of buddies. You got to have some food. You got to have lookouts. You got to have equipment uh, and the gas too. And you got to bring the car back, I think. Among that, blah, 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 it would have been a da, 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 da. But with COVID-19 death toll rising and the more state governments calling for people to stay at home, the event that's not really an event was lightly scrubbed. Rightly. Debate within the group of self-denoted Brockgate's disciples raged. Was it appropriate to participate in an illegal cross-country race or even a time trial during a period of national crisis? When it became apparent that someone outside this group had gone ahead and completed a very successful run, regardless of high levels of national anxiety and fear over coronavirus, responses ran the gamut from nice job to who the hell do these guys think they are? Who the hell are we to judge them? There was talk of not recognizing the new 2638 time set by the white Audi team as a record due to the extraordinary circumstances. Car. Uh, all right, my two cents is simple. I'm for it. You're already doing something illegal, okay? You're already creating a it's a it's a time honored tradition, the cannonball run. It's difficult. It requires a lot of time. Well, prep time, resources, execution. And you got to get away with it. Did I mention it was illegal? Um, because, like I said, the average speed you have to be going, you've got to plot out your actual... Tra- you got You also have to plan, plot out traffic. You have to plot out uh, what roads you're going to take, what highways and all that stuff. It takes a lot of effort. So I'm fine with it. I mean, the fact that it's a pandemic doesn't mean shit to me. There are people still driving around, so what have you. The fact that it just went out there with a giant V8 sedan and rocked it, it was only a matter of time before somebody broke it. If not now, then when? Somebody else was going to do it. Uh, how do you tarnish something that's illegal and generally publicly already hates? I wouldn't have a problem with it. The whole cannonball thing is small potatoes. It'll blow over. I agree. If you hit a truck moving medic... Okay, so this is where people talk about... This is where they start to bring in morals. If you hit a truck moving medical supplies and people die because of it, that's on you, he said. People are counting on those trucks moving around right now. It's not funny. You could hit anybody at any time. It really wouldn't matter. There are people needing stuff at all points of all time. It's no different. Um, the fact is, I don't remember the last time a cannonball... I would love to hear stories, and I would like to research stories about cannonball runs that went awry or went sour or went bad or they got pulled over by the cops. Because sometimes, if you go on YouTube, there are some dudes who try to outrun the cops with some really high-speed cars, like McLarens, you know, supercars, or Corvettes and stuff, and they don't make it. They don't make it. They get pulled over, and they're fucked. So, I mean, I'd be curious to look up that information to see who's attempted the cannonball run and failed. Because that's a lot of money, and then you're going to jail. Because chances are you've been pulled over at a high rate of speed, they may search the car, and when they see extra tanks in the trunk, you're in deep shit because they know what you're at that point. They know what you were trying to do, and anytime you uh, are doing an excess of thirty over, your license get generally gets pulled pulled unless you take it to court. But you're less likely to get a get your your keep your license if you have uh, tanks in the trunk. 
Uh, but as far as the Cannonball Run, I congratulate them overall. Let's see. The U.S. Express rose from the ashes of the Cannonball after Yates disbanded it in 1979. The final record was set in 1983 with David Deem and Doug Turner drove a bright red Ferrari 308 from New York City to L.A. in 32 hours and 7 minutes. Their record stood for nearly a quarter of a century. And then Roy finished across country in 31 hours. Then Bolian's 2850, which was done in the Merc. And then somebody beat it just a, a year later at 2725. That's extraordinary. And when you think about it, I, I mean, it took me 10 hours to get to Roanoke, Virginia. And these guys finger blasted across the entire United States in 27, was it less than 27 hours? That is magical. And an Audi A8. I mean, first of all, you have to have access to a car like that. You can't just take any car. It's got to be something with a lot of room that's nimble, that doesn't stand out. Because I think, I think in one situation, there was, it was the Mercedes. They pulled, up to like, they pulled up to like a police car or something like that, and shit got weird. So you need a car that can kind of blend into traffic. And what will be better than like a light blue Mercedes or an all-white Audi, which is basically a taxi cab in Germany? So that's absolutely perfect. That's that's a perfect, perfect car. Um, let's see. Are there any other additional information here? Fueling. Okay. Fueling points are mapped out. Route data collected. Potential police traps. Safety hazards analyzed. The car was meticulously prepared. Uh, let's see. What other information? Boat tank strapped into the trunk. A tablet running a timing app duct taped to the back of the driver's seat. Uh, no visible laser jammer equipment to be seen anywhere. Conversation with one of the drivers. Bowling got the impression that they figured out it was a good time to go, so they just went. I pity the team that's unprepared and gets someone hurt, but eventually it's going to happen. It's a law of averages. Uh, the cannibal. Okay, thus far the cannibal safety record is relatively clean, save for a couple non-life-threatening injuries over the years. What remains to be seen is how people who care about such things come to review this new record and how oh, about such things come to regard this new record in years to come. Bullion wants to contend that it will always stand apart from the others and not necessarily in a good way. Uh, if you listen to this record, it will always be running during the time of quarantine. The quarantine run. So that man, they may put an asterisk next to it. I don't agree. That's a cannonball run record, but here's, here's the thing. Somebody's going to break it. Somebody's going to break it. It may be only be a matter of minutes, but somebody's going to find a better route, a more fuel-efficient car, or they may break it in a Tesla. They may break it in an electric car. And it may, that could change everything. Imagine a Tesla doing a cannonball run and having all the electric charge points all, or or whatever. I, I don't know how that would be possible, but it's it's a plausible matter of time before somebody does a cannonball run in either a hybrid or in a totally electric car. And that would be, that would be super cool, and that's something definitely worth reading on this podcast. So when it happens... I'll bring it to you. Uh, we are at 33 minutes. This is a Sunday leftovers. I filled my quota for today. I uh, got some other stuff to do. Uh, if you guys uh, thank you once again to everybody on the Discord, I appreciate that. If you guys want to find me on Discord, just look up Positive Sarcasm. Uh, you hit me up on hit me up on the hit me up on the social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and Discord, YouTube, YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. But definitely check out the gentleman four out of five stars. Next week we'll uh, we'll dive into rate guides for voiceover actors and actresses. Uh, something some shit that the Amazon CEO talked about. We'll keep an eye on the stock market to see what she's gonna do because I know Je- not Jeff Bezos. 
uh, Warren Buffett just sold all of his American Airlines stock. So we're going to see what the market does next week. It's going to be very interesting now that he's selling stuff and uh, people are starting to get back to work in some way, shape, or form. Businesses are starting to open up. So we're going to keep a tight, a nice, a nice watch on all that stuff as the as we gently uh, get back to normal here. Uh, it's going to take some time. But anyways, now I'm starting to ramble. So find me on all the social medias. You can also uh, subscribe to this podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox, CastBox Podcast Addict, uh, TuneIn, anywhere where podcasts are downloadable. And you can go directly to positivesarcasm.com, download it, and or stream it. But until then, uh, thank you guys for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all in a few days. Recorded here at the podcast... Uh, at the podcast. What the fuck's the matter with me? If you guys have questions or comments, hit me up. Uh, go to positivesarcasm.com, hit the contact button, or directly positivesarcasm at outlook.com. Check out my movie review section, my posing music, my YouTube channels. Check out all that cool shit. I got all kinds of cool stuff. And I think I got some new content coming up. But until then, thank you for listening, watching, subscribing. Recorded here at the, po uh, the Spare Parts Studios. I will talk to you all in a few days. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.